Accordionbox.com here, and so we're going to be checking this out. So about to have a large influx of money. Not 100% sure how to proceed. Unfortunately, my mom passed three years ago. We finally settled with the hospital, and my share for my family is $119,000. I was also hit by a car as a kid, so in September, I'll be getting around ninety thousand dollars give or take first thing i'm doing is paying off all my debt it's a lot excluding my 25k public student loan i work for a nonprofit so i can get it forgiven in around four years side note doubt it right after paying off the debt putting 30k in a high yield savings account as an emergency fund for my husband and I, six months each, inputting 6K in Roth IRA immediately. I'll have about $65,000 left. I think my plan is to invest it in index funds until I learn what good investing is, though I have no idea how to do that. Now, with basically no debt, I'll also have around 1.3K left over every month after all bills, 100K salary which I also don't know the best course to take with. I've been so financially insecure for so long, I'm not sure how much I should invest or save for fun, previous shopping addiction with flare-ups, any advice appreciated, I'm a huge money noob. So I thought this is kind of like an interesting thing, right? So basically, after like, roughly speaking, after everything's said and done, this person's going to get about like $220,000, let's just say that. No, no, no. 200,000. No, yeah, 210,000. Let's just say 210,000. Jesus, my math. So we'll just say that they're going to basically get $210,000, right? Just because after what they say, it actually be like 109, but 110, right? The thing is, this person is like under this belief that they're actually going to get their public student loans uh, forgiven. The problem with that is that very small amounts of people end up getting their public student loans forgiven. And to be frank, I wouldn't, if I was them, I wouldn't trust the government with anything, like, at all. (laughs) Like, they can barely function... And do anything well. So to assume that, yes, they are going to operate very well over the next few years to make sure that, oh yes, you crossed your T's, dotted your I's, did everything that you were supposed to do, no mishaps, and we are going to for sure approve you of student loan forgiveness. After you, you know, served the public <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah, it typically doesn't happen. Like to put it into perspective, let's say, on, let's do this. Uh, public student loan forgiveness rates. Let's see.
I want to see, like, data. No? Come on, what's the data? Public Service Loan Forgiveness page. I'm not really seeing anything in terms of like where it actually says so public service loan forgiveness data for actual forgiveness. Let's see. So student loan forgiveness statistics indicate that while more students benefit from forgiveness in 2021 than ever, the total dollar amount forgiven was less than 0.6% of the national outstanding student loan debt balance. So among process applications for the Public Service Loan Forgiveness, PSLF, only 2.16% have been accepted since November 2020. Among denied claims, 30.7% are denied due to incomplete paperwork. 35.2% of PSLF applications have yet to be processed. Prior to November 2020, 0.7% of eligible borrowers eventually benefited from student loan forgiveness. And 6.7% of eligible student borrowers apply for loan forgiveness. So, like, here's the thing, like, I wouldn't put my faith that the government is going to do what they said that they're going to do because it is the government and to be frank the government does not care about you at all period full stop right regardless of who's in power the government just does not care about you your life your family at all so i would not put my faith or my belief that they're actually going to do what they said that they were going to do Again, this is the government. <laughs> they are not your friend. <laughs> so if I was this person with this amount of money, I would completely, just 100% completely pay off every single debt I got. Period. Right? Now, after you do that, I would put yes some money into like an emergency fund. You don't got to split it between your husband and you. That's just kind of weird. You are husband and wife, I'm assuming. So your finances should be linked and just make it like clear and easy. You like depending on your careers, but it seems like this person doesn't really have to worry about their career too much. You might not even need like a six month emergency fund. You might only need like a three month emergency fund. Now, Preferably, I would prefer a six-month to a year emergency fund, but 
depending on the situation, three months is fine, five months is fine, six months is fine, doesn't really matter. You can still fund your Roth IRA completely, even after paying off all of your debt. Now, in terms of like investing, the thing with investing that people need to understand is that you should really only be putting money into things that you understand, right? So if you have more knowledge in real estate, put more money into real estate. If you got more money with stocks, like you've got like more knowledge in terms of like investing with stocks, go down with that. Now this person is apparently just a financial noob, right? Money noob. So what I do for this person, like if I was this person with the knowledge that they had, I would, again, make sure that I have no debts, I have a completely filled emergency fund. I maxed out my Roth IRA into like some sort of mutual fund or index fund that follows like the S&P 500 basically. And then I would just pay a financial advisor not to manage my funds, but to pay them for their time to educate me on different financial assets or investing investment strategies depending on my specific goals right and you could just pay them like a per year thing to just like sit down with you and like teach you right because you don't have to have a financial advisor managing your accounts but you could pay them to help you gain a little bit more knowledge on a one-on-one basis almost like that they're like tutoring you I think that's definitely worth a good amount of money. Like if you could pay someone like 500 bucks to do that and they like literally sit down with you and teach you as like a teacher, like where they actually like care about what you're getting from the sit down, I think it'd be worth it. Me personally, I'd probably just put nearly almost the majority of the funds into like the S&P 500 and not really care about it because the way that I like investing is to put money into things that I don't necessarily have to think about really ever again, right? Like to put it into perspective, which I like putting this up, the compound interest calculator, right? So let's say that you start your initial investment of like $10,000, You do like a monthly contribution of like $500. You do this for like the next 40 years, right? The estimated interest rate is about like 8%, which is about the S&P 500. You have a variance rate of like 1% to 2%, roughly. Compounded annually, calculate. So if you just did that, Right, so the results are in. In 40 years, you will have $1,771,584.33. Right, so that is something that you could pretty much think about. Right, so like another way to do it, just to get like a little bit more perspective. So let's see. What is the average annual return of SPY? So the standard uh, SPDR, S&P 500 ETF trust SPY has an average annual return of 12.57% with dividends reinvested over the past 10 years. The annualized return of the last 10 years has been to a blah, 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 blah. So in over the 50-year average, 
it's actually 10%, right? So we could actually go back here and let's use the 10%, right? So 10% calculates. So in 40 years, you will have $3,108,147.89. So the reason why I kind of like this type of method is that you basically just don't have to really think about too much. Like if you're someone who like likes your job or your career, you like your like everyday lifestyle type of thing, and you know that you need to invest, but you don't really want to dedicate a lot of time learning about investments, you could do pretty much something like this where you like continuously shovel money per month, similar to like a car payment amount, into like S&P 500, like into the S&P 500 or some sort of mutual fund that is basically similar to that and just keep doing that every single month automatically, never having to think about it ever again, just do it every single month nonstop and you could get to this point without really thinking about it, which is my favorite thing because like I like being lazy. So... If you can find the laziest way to basically be a millionaire, why not, right? And this is pretty much one of the laziest ways to become a millionaire is by just constantly putting money into the S&P 500 and reinvesting it every single month and just never really thinking about it. And this is why it always like makes me sad when I see people have like car payments with very expensive car insurance. It's like, this is basically what it's costing you in terms of your future money, right? Like when you have like a $700 car payment plus car insurance plus gas and maintenance, you are costing yourself more than like the $3 million that we see right here, which is sad to me. It's like you are like purposely robbing millions of dollars from your future, which makes me very, very sad when I see it. And this is also why I really don't like debt at all and why we try to push people to like get out of debt as fast as you can so that you could just start funneling money towards this, right? And the thing is, you don't have to even do something like this where you do like the S&P 500. You could do something similar to just like putting money into like real estate if that's something that you just prefer. But the main thing is to just constantly be putting money automatically into investments for your future instead of just expenses that like just literally do not matter to your life like at all, right? Which is typically a car that you can't afford. Something to think about. If you want to learn how to get out of debt or master your money, go to 40 